Do you want to experience the thrill of a Packers game at Lambeau Field? If so, be sure to get your game tickets from the longtime trusted source in Wisconsin, Ticket King. Visit their locations in Milwaukee and Green Bay or just go to their website, theticketking.com. Again, that's theticketking.com. And now, for fans of the 13-time NFL champion Green Bay Packers, this is Cheesehead TV Live. Cheetahs don't stretch and neither do we. I think you're an idiot, and I mean that with the most respect possible that I can give to an idiot. Packers Hall of Fame quarterback, Jacob. Jacob. It's not as fun to say as equanimous. That is a perfect example of a wrong opinion. Ring the bell. All right, welcome back, Packers fans. It's another edition of Cheesehead TV Live at the Watershed in Tempe, Arizona. It is game day. Packers' first Sunday game of the season, their first home game of the season. They're finally playing a 12 noon game. I am Jason Perone of Cheesehead TV. Along with me, the crossed out X through Twitter <laughs> handle, Jeremy Vanderlinden. How are uh, you, partner? I'm good, man. It's game day. It is game day, and it's beautiful here in Arizona. People here oh, are still eating their breakfast. It, so. it, 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 it is. We got some rain, which and it cooled it off. Like It is gorgeous for yep. this, this uh, early in September. So yep. we are very fortunate. And in Green Bay, there's, there could be some rain today. That's right. But it's going to be 70 degrees on the field, overcast, and then a little bit of rain towards the end of the game. So we'll see if that holds or not. But all right, so Packers-Vikings. It has been almost three years since the Packers have beaten the Vikings. It's ridiculous. <laughs> time, to, time to exercise that demon, <laughs> yeah. right? Okay, so yeah. as we always do, before we get into the keys to the game and start talking about the game, we've got the inactive list. Jeremy. All right, so the inactives for the Vikings. I'm going to hack some of these. It's just the way it is. I got it right here. Uh, Mackenzie Alexander, which is great for the Packers. Uh, one of their, their top three corners is out. Pat Elfline. Uh, their starting left guard is out, which they already had left guard issues, so that's great. Ben Gedeon is a, a linebacker. He's out. Uh, Jalen Holmes, which actually I think I had Holmes pegged to be their nickelback. Uh, no, Jalen wait, Holmes no, is a no, no, tackle. he's a DT. So uh, I can't remember that that kid's name. I'll look that up later. Uh, so let's see. Mike Hughes also out. So that's one of their top four corners. Udo, not even going to try to read his first name. Very difficult. Armin Watts, also out. So then for the Packers, we got Oren Burks, Kadar Holman, Kingsley Kiki, which is still a surprise to yeah. me. I'd like to see him uh, in, a, in a regular season game. Yep. Cole Madison, Lucas Patrick, Darius Shepard, and Dexter Williams are your Packers inactives for today. That's interesting because that, uh, that must mean, ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be the Vitali train today. We see a lot of Danny Vitali at fullback. I can only hope. He'll probably score I the can only hope. Who's going to score the first home touchdown this season? For your, for your sake, and then the former TTSO were in you, I hope it's a fullback. I, I do too. Danny Vitali, baby. I think it's going to be Jimmy Graham. That's my guess. All right. That's so <laughs> somebody said got to tighten up on TJ Hawkinson today. That must be in your fantasy team. That's um, – Sly Upa. Yeah, I'm not listening. In the, in the chat, that must be uh, for your fantasy football team because uh, I'm glad they're not playing him today. I don't think I don't had. think the yeah. the Lions would trade Hawkinson to the Vikings. <laughs> that would be uh, a bad gosh. move. Yeah. Speaking of trades, though, uh, it's been there's been a lot of buzz lately about whether or not the Packers should get the conversation for um, Lions defensive back or uh, Lions. See, Miami's DB. Miami's defensive back, Minka Fitzpatrick. So real quickly, yeah. I would just say. If you have an opportunity to grab that kind of a player on his rookie contract with the majority of his contract already paid by his original team because they are a dumpster fire, you've got to take advantage of it. So I don't know if it's going to happen. I just at least hope that uh, Brian Gutekunst is in the conversation, has made an offer. If Miami doesn't choose them and doesn't trade with them, so be it. Right. But at least try. Yeah, I, I 
I, I agree. Try, because there are multiple teams that are. There's, I think they said up to five teams so far have inquired about Minka Fitzpatrick, so there's no reason not to get in on the conversation. And maybe, I don't know, maybe you can surprise yourself and get them cheaper than what everybody's saying. So it sounds like uh, the, the Dolphins are looking for a first-round pick and some more. They're, oh, so they upped it. Because originally it was a second, a, now it's a one. one. They want a one and then some extra. So, so there's a good market for him, and that makes sense. He's, he was a first-round pick, and so you would, you would assume if you're going to flip him this early that you want yeah. the most premium thing you can possibly get. So maybe the Dolphins aren't totally lame. Yeah. Maybe they totally get. All right, so moving on to the whole Packers angle here. So they're yeah, going to honor. Real, real quick, the, uh, the DB I was talking about is Jerron Curse. He will be their nickelback. He's actually a safety. And right. he'll come into play. Yeah, play so, you know, it's – and at left guard, that's where Kenny Clark lines up, Zadarius Smith. So, He'll the Packers front could we'll have some that. opportunities unless this rookie is a hidden gem that no one knows about. So, yep. as far as – the Packers are going to honor Bart Starr today. Which is great. Which is so, something they're going to do. Now, yeah. the last couple times they've tried to honor legends at during games or at games. We don't talk about The this, actual Jason. games haven't gone well. So, yeah, we're not talking hopefully about that trend reverses. <laughs> But uh, home opener, very exciting. Packers football is back. It's Matt LaFleur's first game at Lambeau Field. That's and the right. Packers are going to be home now for the next five out of six games. Dang, that's a lot. And they've got a Thursday night game. So they'll play next Sunday again. They'll host the Denver Broncos. And then four days later, they have the Philadelphia Eagles come into town. So you know what that means, though. They're playing, three, the games in the next, they're playing three games in the next 14 days. Late in the season, they'll be away a lot. That's what that means. Yeah. They're doing all this up front. It's going to be away a lot late in the season. So, yeah. you know, that can't, that's not necessarily a bad thing. If they play in a dome late in the season, I'm okay with that. Right. That sounds great to yeah. me. I'm, I'm happy with that. So, yeah. okay, you want to get into the offense? Yeah, let's do that. Keys to the game. <laughs> offense. Blitz. Rodgers steps away. In trouble. Throws as he's held. And it is a pop. It is. Touchdown. All right, so offensively, the Packers have to obviously. I don't think ten three is going to cut it against the Vikings. So no, I don't think they so. got to get on the board early. And I think the reason why is last week Dalvin Cook went off on Atlanta, and he's a threat to run the football. Now with the offensive line being a little shift, you know, shaken up a little bit today, is that going to be a factor? I don't know. It could be, but if you force. Kirk Cousins to throw the ball more than 40 times. This isn't last season. I think that right. that bodes that plays right into the Packers' hand if he has to. So throw to a start lot. offense, we are going to talk a little defense because if the Packers can keep the Vikings in a passing situation, so if the pack, Packers' offense can get rolling just enough to keep the Vikings in a passing situation, like that's an absolute requirement today. So the offense needs to come out firing right away. They need to get some points on the board pretty quickly and they need to keep the Vikings in a situation where they got to try to pass the ball. It's up to the offense to make that happen. The defense then needs to go out and do what they got to do. Right. But first of all, offense. Offense needs to move the ball. They need to score and they need to do it quickly. Get on the board. That needs to happen right away. Right. No, absolutely. One of the things that we discovered and we found uh, was that so the offensive line for the Packers has been a, a big topic of discussion and you've got Lane Taylor coming back, and there was some talk about whether Elton Jenkins should start over him at left guard. On the right side of the line, you got Billy Turner at right guard. Yep. Uh, Billy Turner struggled a little bit. He struggled a little bit this last game, and you yep. had some you had yep. some grades that you found. 
So, yeah, the, the week one against the Bears, obviously last year's number one defense, but the Vikings defense isn't exactly a pushover. So this isn't going to be really a break for this offensive line. So the guards need to play better. In week one, Billy Turner was ranked as the 68th best guard in the NFL. He had a terrible grade for pass protection, 37.3. Uh, his saving grace for, for the uh, – for the week was 76.2 for his run grade but his passing grade was terrible and one of his big issues was that he was laid out of his stance a lot in that football game so he's going to need to step that up based on my simple math there are 32 nfl teams and there's two guards on each team which means that's 64 guards yeah and billy turner was 68th yeah that's not ideal that's not ideal. So hopefully that's been addressed. And yeah. I mean, you're talking about a high-priced veteran that they yep. brought in here to potentially be the future at right tackle. And I know when you're playing a position other than what your preferred spot is, maybe he's better on the outside. You're going to struggle a little bit, but yeah. that's 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 bad. That's well, a potential issue. New system a, that he's – I mean, it, it's not new for him. The, the zone run is not, not really new for him. And he graded well as a zone run blocker, but with a new team – first game against the Bears you know that Bears defensive front is no joke that's that's a tough ask for your first game so give him a little bit of a pass but in week two here he's gonna have to get it he's gonna have to step up step it up at least a little bit and actually this is a surprise to me and it might be to you too Lane Taylor was actually rated as the 31st best guard in the NFL last week so, Some of those things are objective, and it, it depends on how many snaps they played, how many opportunities they had, how many plays were run to their side, and they were actually involved in. Yep. There's a lot that goes into offensive line grades, and I don't think it's apples to apples in every case. Right. Yeah, but that's fair. the line does need to play well today because one thing the Packers have to do, and I feel like we're a broken record and we say it every single week, is they've got to establish the run. Now, with Dexter Williams being out, and he didn't play a bunch this in the first game. I don't think he got any snaps, did he? Um, if he did, it, well, I didn't see No, it. he did not play last week. And it's... So you're talking about Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, Danny Vitale and establishing the, the run game against that still very active, very stacked Vikings defense is right. a tall ask. But Matt LaFleur's offense is predicated, as we know, on the play action. If you don't establish the run, you got no play action. Well, let me give you some good news. Last year, the Vikings had the ninth best defense uh, overall in yards. Okay, They were third against the pass. They were 15th against the run. So if you're going to get the run going, you're more likely going to do it against the Vikings than you are against the Bears. And not to say it's apples to apples again. It's a new season and things change, right? But the Bears' defensive front is much better than the Vikings' defensive front, and that's where the Packers can win against this Vikings team. They need to get the ball moving on the ground so that they can open up the play-action pass. Uh, Peter Bukowski talked about this this week. He said, let's see, Aaron Rodgers was 4 of 5 on play-action passes. Yep. He, he had 84 yards for a quarterback rating of 118.8. Okay, the rest of his passes on his standard dropbacks, 14 of 25, 119 yards for a grade of 81.9. So 20 more attempts for only 35 more yards is rough. That's not great. So play action pass last week was very good, but they need to establish the run so they can use it more. And that was actually something we thought that they would do. In the, coming into the season, we'd be seeing play action pass more than they did in week one. They didn't use it as much as, as I think some fans expected. Five times, five times in week one, but they couldn't establish the run. So I understand, like, the offense couldn't establish it. anything. Obviously, right. they only scored 10 points, so there yep. wasn't much to be had there. Now, one thing the Packers have to do, and this is not always a given Aaron Rodgers is a transcendent quarterback. He's a generational talent. He's a future Hall of Famer, all those things, Super Bowl winner. 
But when it comes to some of the obvious things and obvious opportunities that they've had over the past, and this was true in the previous regime as well, they don't always tend to take advantage of what you would obviously hope that they could. So today, the Vikings secondary is without several key players. You want to see the Rodgers Rogers in the offense pick on those defensive backs and take advantage and get some success there. Yep. It just doesn't always happen. Now, Mike Zimmer is a defensive-minded head coach. He's a game planner. He's really good. He's had a lot of success against Aaron Rodgers. So it's going to be a good battle there. But for the love of God, for once, do the obvious and take advantage of it. Like, move yeah. the ball through the air. You've got one of the best passers in the history of the game. So here I just talked about the Vikings' run defense, the yards they gave up last year and being ranked 15th and being ranked third against the pass last year. But now with the defensive back issues that they have today, it's a good chance for the Packers to move the ball through the air as well. Mackenzie Alexander and Mike Hughes are both out in this game. That's their second or their third and fourth corner. So they're going to be depending on some depth here. It's going to be uh, Chris Boyd and Nate Meters, who they just brought up from the practice squad. Is going to be, they're going to be playing meaningful snaps today. And they actually released, I, I don't have his name here, the guy that, that, that was anticipated to be that guy was released this week. So now they're digging a little further into that depth chart. Mm -hmm. And if they're releasing a guy, obviously they think one of these two is going to fill that void. But they are beat up at defensive back right now, and Aaron Rodgers needs to take advantage of that. They need to pick on those guys. It's a great opportunity for Geronimo, MVS, Trevor Davis. Uh, even Jake Kumaro needs to get on the field. It, it's a good chance for those guys to put up some numbers and score some touchdowns. But with that being said, Devontae Adams today, it'll be hard to double him when you have all that going on with your defensive Will backs. the road be open or will the road be closed? Oh, it's always thing. open. Road's open. The road's always open. Well, the one thing he didn't talk about and that everyone should, should kind of caution themselves against is we all get very excited about the tight ends and Jimmy Graham and Robert Tanyan and Mercedes Lewis even – I don't think the tight ends are going to have a big game in this one because that middle of the Vikings defense is still really good and they cover the tight ends well. So yep. it's going to be on the perimeter, the outside. It's going to be the wide receivers and the running backs more so than the tight ends. So, you know, if Graham and Tanyan have modest days or you don't see them come up in the stat sheet, it's not like they aren't good. I just – that's not where you're going to eat against this Minnesota defense. Yeah, and I think – so that's, yes, a concern in the middle, but I think that this offense being predicated on matchups and trying to get those matchups the way you want them, they are going to be making an effort today – to get those tight ends covered by DBs. And you're going to see that happen. And Jimmy Graham against the defensive back, regardless of how slow he is, is still beneficial because he's freaking huge. Yeah. So mm -hmm. they're going to, they are going to try to do that, as well as moving Devontae Adams into the slot and hoping Xavier Rhodes doesn't go in there with him. And right. even if he does, it doesn't freaking matter. He's Devontae Adams. Right. So here's the other thing, too. Active Minnesota defense, even though they've got some guys out, they are savvy, and the Packers have to protect the football. Yep. So you can't turn it over. And I don't expect Aaron Rodgers to be inaccurate. But one thing that I always get concerned about or that does concern me is you get the wide receivers running their routes, and then all of a sudden balls get tipped in the air, and it gets picked off. Yep. Those are the kind of fluky things I'm trying to say you have to avoid against right. this Vikings team. Don't, don't get picked off. Hold on to the football. They're going to come after it. They're going to try to create some extra possessions with, yeah. with being, you know, punching the ball out and such. You've got to protect the football. We say this every week, but the Packers just happen to be starting against four pretty good defenses. I mean, right Denver, this season, yeah. Denver's still got a good defense as far as I know, even though they didn't beat the Raiders this past week. And then the Eagles, like, yeah. it's it's just a really – It was a, tough a very start. tough start. Yeah, it is a tough start. So those For are an the offense keys. that's still – got to work on getting into a groove and then they got to play these guys right out the gate if they could steal some wins a lot in of these those first four weeks that i mean that would just be so huge for the well, rest I don't of the even season know, i don't know if it's stealing at this point they've already stolen the only one that i thought they were going to steal i guess they the eagles game for me is another one because it's on a short week but they're at home and 
Philly has to travel on a short week. Right. When you're the road team on that Thursday night game, I mean, the Packers got – they yeah, they played on Thursday night as the opener, but they weren't coming off of having just played right. on Sunday. They played seven days prior, and none of yeah. the starters played. So their Thursday night situation this season is, is good. They got very, very fortunate. Yes, they did. They're stealing some extra time off this earlier in the season – and hopefully that'll keep them fresh for a little bit later. Yeah, absolutely. So that's that's the offensive side of things. So Should real we, quick, uh, let's let's recap. I'll, I'll give the points here. So the keys to the game for the offense, to get an early lead and keep the pressure off the defense, uh, better guard play, get the run game going and hit that play-action pass, pick on the Vikings' lack of depth at defensive back, and no turnovers. And I know no turnovers, obviously, like every week, and you want no turnovers, but I believe this is going to be a low-scoring game or at least a close. It's going to be a close game, and one turnover can really be the difference in a game like that. So no turnovers today for the Packers. They got. They have to protect the ball. They just have to protect the ball in a game where the offense has not shown that they're even ready to hit a groove yet, and it's going to be sloppy. Yep. So. Right. Should we move to the defensive side of the ball? Let's do it. All right. Keys to the game. Defense. They bring everybody. Allen trying to get out of trouble. Allen chucks it downfield. Intercepted. Allen has it picked off. Jair Alexander is brought down. And the Bills come up empty. Okay, defensively, the Packers played a great game against the Bears. They only scored three points. Couldn't find the end zone. Yes. Adrian Amos with a huge interception against his former team. All the cool things happened, and it was beautiful and lovely. So last week, there was a guy on the Vikings offense that kind of had a pretty big game. We've talked about him already, Dalvin Cook. Yep. Got to contain Dalvin Cook, got to stop the run. So with the offensive line of Minnesota being a little bit shaken up, I'm wondering if they can, if they're going to be able to get to the outside. But the Packers finally have the horses to contain if they do get to the to to kind of stop that type of rushing attack. Yeah, we talked about that last week with the size that they added at outside linebacker. They have the ability now to contain the edge, and they did that really well against the Bears last week, and I think that'll continue this week against this Vikings team who's going to try to run the ball. So what you want to do is try to contain and force Delvin Cook to deal with Kenny Clark and Blake Martinez in the middle. Force him to stay inside, and those guys in the middle will clean up. Don't put your corners in a position where they have to fix a play because you broke it, okay? It's nice to see that they can contain, and then Jair can use that speed to break in and finish a tackle when Delvin's trying to get outside. But don't don't let the Vikings get in a position where they're running wild outside today because that's where they're going to succeed running the ball, or at least they're going to try. So I think the best thing to do is keep them inside. Make them deal with Kenny Clark. Kenny will clean it up. Blake Martinez will be right there. That's the the strongest spot for the Packers defense to uh, to take care of the run game. So they got to contain. Gary Kubiak is involved. He's, he's uh, part of the off- the Minnesota Vikings coaching staff. So one thing I think we could see is Minnesota trying to steal, 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 steal possessions, points, yards. I Because of the, the game that Dalvin Cook had and because he might be such a key for the defense, I could see Minnesota trying to take some play-action shots deep, like right out of the gate. Their first snap could be a play-action and they could try to they could try to hit like Thielen deep, or something like that. So hopefully yep. the Packers secondary is ready for that because it's all it's all bets all bets are off. Yep. All all bets are off. It's the Vikings and they just have to find a way to win. Man, it is filling up in here. Yep. I Lots know everyone can't fans. see the, the crowd here at the watershed in Tempe. We got celebrities. We've got Packers fans. <laughs> we've got. We all do. the we got all the really cool things going on here. How are we doing, Watershed? Are we ready for some Packers football today? All right. 
Hey, real quick, if you're in the YouTube chat, make sure you hit that like button. It makes, if you're watching the video and you like what we're doing, make sure you hit that like button on YouTube. Also, subscribe. If you're in the bar here and you want to subscribe, go to Cheesehead TV on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. Lots of content there, and you'll get Jason and I twice a week during the season. We will be that making That may or show. may not be a benefit to you. I don't know. But Depending not this on how week. you see it. Depending on how you see it. Not this week. No show. No midweek show for us. All this right, week. everybody. Dan, your faithful owner is here up front here. It's, it's lit. <laughs> Yeah. It is. Oh, it's right. It's Dan's birthday. It's Dan's birthday today, everybody. Should we sing a little happy birthday after oh, the show? Oh, we will. Yeah, we absolutely will. All right. All right. Okay, so, so let's get back to this. Side. So, so contain the run, the, the run game. Here's the other thing, too, though. I don't feel like in either game last year did Kirk Cousins. Now, he did get taken to the turf. Unfortunately, the ref said that apparently we were too mean. <sighs> Packers were too mean. Clay Matthews was too mean. They didn't get anywhere near enough pressure on Kirk Cousins last season. It needs to change this season. They've got to pressure Cousins, get in his face all day and get in his head. Yep. He will start to, to rattle. When the play breaks down, it's not his forte. Yep. and he, that, That's when he's more apt to throw you one. So they, they do have their interior line issues, and it just got worse today. They're going to be playing a rookie left guard. So left guard and center are very weak for them. So expect pressure to come up the middle right there. Uh, they are going to do more of those stunts like we saw last week, and that's a weekly thing. We're going to see lots of those stunts where the outside guy jumps in, and that worked a lot against the Bears last week. But expect to see Zadarius Smith all over that, that defensive line, and I think he's going to line up over that, that guard, that left guard, and in the A-gap against the center. He's going to be putting a lot of pressure on them right there in the interior, which he actually succeeds at a little more than, uh, than he does on the outside. So actually, I have a little video here. Let's take a look of Zadarius Smith bouncing around the defensive line. Man, Z had such a good game against the Bears, and Dude. I think he's he's only gonna he's gonna be there every week. He's that kind of guy. He's gonna be there every week. But I don't know if they if they've got a good plan for him. I'm, I'm still not worried because you still have Preston Smith. Sounded like one of the things the Packers were successful in doing is putting both of them on the same side last week. They yep. had good success with that. And then I think maybe it might be some of the other guys that might eat. You could actually see Rashawn Gary could potentially have a decent game. Oh, he could. Actually, I didn't load any Rashawn Gary clips, but there was one that I, I downloaded. I didn't put it into the show. I should have where Gary comes free on a stunt, and he just about whacks the quarterback. He just about gets Trubisky. It actually last uh, in the game during or the show during the week. I said it was a sack by Preston Smith. It wasn't. It was an incomplete pass, but Preston Smith did show up at the end and get a hit on the quarterback. But that pressure that caused the incomplete pass was Rashawn Gary right in Trubisky's face coming up the A-gap. So Rashawn Gary will have a shot today to make that happen. But you talked about the Smith brothers. Let's take a look at this. I have a play here. It's one play. It repeats a few times so you can see it. The Smith brothers working well together. Let's take a look at it. So here from Next Gen Stats, we have, uh, I, I did read this on the show on Tuesday, but it is so impressive the way that Zadarius Smith played. Zadarius generated five of seven pressures aligned as an interior defensive lineman. So look for that today. That's going to be the case. And also from Next Gen Stats, uh, Zadarius Smith, and let's see where I got it at. Uh, when, when defensive coordinator Mike Pettin deployed Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith on the same side, the Packers generated pressure on 50% of dropbacks. That's going to happen today. You will see Preston Smith playing uh, over the left tackle, and then you're going to see Zadarius Smith inside on that guard or in that A-gap. And then they got to deal with Kenny Clark somehow. Okay, Kenny Clark's still there. Kenny Clark's, and they got a rookie in there trying to do it. Yeah, and then guess what? That's when they'll bring Gary on the other side, and they'll run a stunt, and Gary will show up in the middle. 
this Packers defensive front is absolute. Well, the whole defense because now on the back end they've got guys that can cover the Absolutely. receivers. And it, Thielen's not going to be running around wild. This is, they might make some catches. They're going to get theirs. You know, Stephon Diggs is kind of like Devontae Adams. His footwork alone will get him a few catches. But if you keep those short gains and you you minimize the run after the catch which is something the Packers are doing better this year, tackling, yep. then it's not as detrimental. Real this, quick, this, I do want to say thanks to Ben Fennell and Brandon Thorne for the video. I snagged those from you guys. I really appreciate it, uh, not having to do more video work to make that happen. But they but do a great job. They do so a great job. So give those guys they a follow because yeah, they do a good right. job of breaking down film and at least giving one perspective. And again, Pro Football Focus, we use those grades and we talk about those. That's not the end-all, be-all. You know, they make mistakes too, but there's, there's, they do a decent job. One guy who does uh, a, a good job is uh, former Cheesehead TV contributor Andy Herman, who grades the pack every week. Yeah. And he is now over with Packer Report. And he's still going to continue to do his grading the pack series, and he's actually done a pretty good job, and he matches oh, yeah. up with a lot of oh, yeah. what you see on the on the uh, screen. So give Andy a follow and check him out. He's also the founder of the Pack a Day podcast, which That's I contribute right. to. That's right. Kind of cool. That is right. So, any last thoughts here before we do our predictions? I don't really have any, but I do want to say this: if you enjoy the show and you enjoy what we do, you can support us at Patreon.com, Cheesehead TV Live. Everything that we do on the show, we do out of love. We don't really. We don't really make a whole lot of money on this, do we, Jason? This is not really an income no, for us. No. So if you do want to support us and you want to see the show grow, that's a way for you to do that. Patreon.com forward slash Cheesehead TV Live. Head over there. Show us your love. Show us some support. That would be great. And then join the Facebook group. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash CHTV Live. Join the Facebook group. We do giveaways. We do all kinds of fun stuff. Actually, Amber won a giveaway last week, and I forgot it. So Amber wins every week. I forgot to bring it. Amber so wins Amber's every week. So here in the bar, and she did win. She did win the eight by ten of Blake Martinez. So I'll have to bring that to her. Anyway, so that's that's all I got. That's you ready for predictions or what? At all. Let's do it. Let's let's right, do you, let's do predictions. We'll start off with you. You go ahead. Whoa! You're gonna kick off with me. Yeah. Well, I said earlier this season before this, this thing started that I didn't think the Packers were gonna win game one, but week two home game coming out. They've got a little bit of extra juice. They want to beat the Vikings. They want to act, you know, end this losing streak that they have that's almost been a 1,000 days long. And I said they're going to win their home opener, and that this is where they're going to get Matt LaFleur his first victory as head coach. Well, he's already gotten his first victory out of the way. So how about his first victory at home? I like it. In front of the home crowd. I like it. I don't think it's going to be incredibly high scoring. I think it's going to be somewhere around the, the, along the lines of 20-13, 23-13. Okay. But I like the Packers to get an early lead and then defense to put the pressure on. I think defensively – They'll come out playing really well to start. Yeah. Uh, I just think the offense might might struggle a little bit out of the gate where it's like, okay, we have an opportunity to go up big. The offense might sputter a little bit, but they'll get it together, and they'll yeah. eventually score a couple touchdowns, and then it's going to be the, the narrative of the slow roll. But it's Packers. Packers to go 2-0 and and start 2-0 in the division, and they've got a, a, a really good path like on the it. way to the end of the season. I like it. All right. I say it's going to be a sloppy game, and it's going to be really close. Okay, it's not going to be a – neither offense is really going to go off. It's going to be a really close game. I have the Packers winning this game 21-20. It is going to suck Oof. because it's going to go right down to the end, and we're oh. all going to be stressed. But they're going to come away with a win, and everything is going to be just fine. They will be 2-0 after week two. The Packers will start off the season really, really well. All right. So two Packers, zero Vikings. A lot of Vikings fans in the stands today. People are selling their tickets, man. That's because they're mad that the Packers want them to stand up for the game. Like, I don't know if you guys saw this this week. Uh, Aaron Rodgers talking in, in a press conference at his locker, wanting fans to stand up and not tell other fans to sit down at Lambeau Field, which is a common issue 
Packers fans have become too comfortable at Lambeau, and it is not loud enough. And they are begging for Packers fans to be more active in the stands. And Aaron Rodgers also said, please don't do the wave when we're on offense. Listen, Packers fans, I think, are one of the smartest groups of fans in the NFL. It is absolutely embarrassing that one of the best quarterbacks in the league has to request that you not do the wave when they're on offense. It sucks, okay? Those are simple things. Be loud when we're on defense. Sit down when we're on offense. Hey, people who don't want to stand, you can sit when they're on offense. That's perfect time for you. It's okay? a different It's a different crowd at Lambeau, but they still get loud. They're still Packers fans, and even if they're not from Wisconsin or living Green Bay, they come from far and wide a lot to support their team. So it is time to do one thing and one thing only today. Go Pack Go. Any final thoughts, Jeremy? Nope, that is it. I, I just want to say we didn't get to any questions in the chat today. That won't necessarily be common, so keep, please keep sending your questions. Thank you for joining us. Brandy, uh, Derek, Amigo Jones, Robert, uh, all of you guys who showed up in the chat, thank you so much. For Jersey coming, Al asked, where's Nagler? Thank you, Jersey Al. Yeah, uh, Nagler is, well, actually, Nagler's in Wisconsin. Probably in Wisconsin, yeah, he's, he and he's probably going to do his uh, live watch party if you want to check that out. That'll Just be, look that'll for be streamed here at He's on the TV. internet somewhere. The newly designed CheeseheadTV.com, I might right. add. Check that out. All right, so that's all we got. Follow us on Twitter. Check out the Facebook page. We'll be doing chats and recaps of the game all week long. Thanks so much, everybody, for listening. This has been Cheesehead TV Live. Thank you for listening to Cheesehead TV Live. Check out CheeseheadTV.com for more great Packers content.